Good morning, church. Good morning, church. You're the best. You're the best. How are you? I bring greetings from sunny Sydney. It is very sunny. Uh, it's autumn, and when I left, it was 28 degrees. Sorry. Just had to say. So people say, are you homesick? I'm like, no, I'm people sick. But I'm never homesick, because the weather is so gorgeous in Sydney. Sorry, but it is. But God's doing great things. I want to also say thank you to this amazing leadership that you have here. Never take them for granted, people. They are a gift from God. Love you. They are, because they could have given up. And I know lots of people on the journey that have. And they didn't, because they love this town and they love you. And love always prevails. So you're very blessed to have them. Look after them. Honor them. It's worth it, hey? So are you ready? Good, because I am. And God's going to do something. He's going to turn up today. The, ro- the word I'm going to speak on is the road called change. Huh. The doors are locked. <laughs> we have taken off. There will be no exit from this uh, building until God has finished. <laughs> um, but the road called change is a road that most people avoid if they can. Um, people don't necessarily like change. There's a quote from Mark Twain that says, the only person who likes a change is a wet baby. But you know, change is so important for us, especially as the church, because we have to learn to embrace it. And there are different roads on the road called change. So what does change mean? It means different from what is. Well, you guys have done this journey. You know, if you've been around C3 for a while, you'll know that this is a constantly changing, evolving Church of Christ. And you know, that's how God wants it to be. Um, We had a grandson, many of you prayed for him, that was really sick when he was born and for five years was tube-fed. And, you know, when he didn't change as a baby, the staff at the hospital didn't go, Shane. Well, that's what it's all about, really. No, they were concerned because there was no change. And as a church, we must always be concerned if there's no change because change means growth. And we have to pay attention and go, why? Why is this not happening? They did everything. Um, and they couldn't really, they had, he had lots of reasons. Um, but you know what, they didn't ignore it. They didn't just go, oh, well, we've done all we can do. No, they kept looking for other things. And as a church, we don't arrive until we get to heaven. Because there's always going to be change. There's always people out there to reach. There's always the next step to take. And it's so encouraging to come somewhere like this that is in full motion. You know, momentum is hard to do, so don't lose it. You know, because you've got the building doesn't mean you've arrived. Just saying, church. It's amazing. But it's not full enough yet. So we haven't arrived until Jesus returns or we go to heaven. So we've still got to be, keep, grow our capacity. We have to grow our capacity to love the unlovable. To do what we're not comfortable in and get comfortable in it. And that's what change is all about. I've had to reinvent myself so many times. It's a joke. It's like... Who am I now, Lord? And you know what we are? Whatever he needs us to be. But don't box yourself this far and no further. This is who I am. No, because in Christ, we can do all things. So change is is something to be embraced, to transform or to convert, to become different, to shift, to graduate into. And you graduated into this amazing building. But people, it's a tool. It's not the end. 
It's the beginning of a new season for this city. And you know, you will shine. I love that it's got loads of windows because the world is fascinated by the church. They just don't understand us, but you don't understand you. So why should they? You know, we're funny, aren't we? Like, you just don't understand. No, because you don't understand either. But it's okay. But if people can look in, you know what those, the building says, we're open. But we as people also have to be open. And change is one of those things like, I liked it when it was small. Knew everybody. It's called a click. And God doesn't bless them. So we're meant to be big, embracing people. Yes, in that, that's what we have connect groups for. So you feel that you're connected. And a connect is not a click. A connect always should be growing. And I want to say to you leaders in here, you're all leaders. Everyone's a leader. If you need a badge to be a leader, there's something wrong with your leadership. You just need to lead. And we all lead people somewhere. Just make sure it's towards Christ and not towards your own ends. Amen? So in Matthew, I love this, Matthew 18 and verse 3. And he said, truly, I say to you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? It's like, unless you change, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, I'm like, oh, oh, really? So he's not playing games. He's like, no, if you really want to enter in the all I've got for you, change is part of that journey. So have the guys got the pictures? Did you get Yeah. So if we can have the, the winding road up, or the first one up. Um, it's really important that we see that, look, oh, stepping stone. So, so from where you were, this, there was a building here. I remember coming to the small building here, but it was a stepping stone. And when I think of stepping stones, before I saw this picture, I thought of nice little round ones that you go to the washing line. You know, one of those. But to do these, you've got a leap. No surface is the same. It's not secure. And when you set off on this journey, you had a picture of a church, but no church. No picture of the, you had a picture of this building, but there was no building. So you jump from one stepping stone to the next. And that doesn't end now. You've got another set of stepping stones. And that's like, oh, I thought we kind of arrived. But stepping stones are always part of the journey. Don't let them be a stumbling block. Because often when a stepping stone comes, we stumble. Like, no, I like the clear road. I like to know where I'm going. Who's those people? Don't put your hands up. Don't look at anybody. Just like, I want to know. But you know, life is full of stepping stones. We stepped from Dunstable to London, from London to South Africa, South Africa to Australia. I know they're, they're mad stepping stones. God just knows that I'm up for mad. Um, but you know, each one of those stepping stones was part of building his kingdom. And all we do is have a go. We step out and he always steps in, always. He never fails. And so I want to encourage you that you started on the stepping stone journey and now you're on the road. And some of you may have just joined the journey, but you've come at a great time because the heart of this church is to grow. So you've joined at a perfect time. So unless you become, what are you becoming? I want to ask you. If you're taking notes, write down, what am I becoming? Because if you don't know what you're becoming, you'll never reach it. What am I becoming? What's God doing in me today that he wasn't doing in two years ago or a year ago? What am I becoming? Because we need to stay. You know, if you've got, I used to work for Rolls-Royce and Bentley. 
used to go shopping in a Rolls, darling, because that's what one does. Um, and you know, if you've got a Rolls Royce, it may be an amazing car, but if it's got no momentum, you've got to push it. It's heavy, and this is huge. And it needs momentum to keep it moving. Once it's moving, you can push anything, anything, you know. But if it's stationary, it becomes immovable. As a church, please let's make sure we never become stationary. That we're always putting one foot in front of the other. It doesn't matter how small the step is. Maybe for you, that's stepping up to take responsibility for something. Maybe it's making sure that you've decided to come to one service and serve at another. You know, whatever that is, just let's lift. Let's keep lifting because it's so much easier with momentum. Don't you agree? <coughs> Sorry, for the new men in the house, I've got bronchitis. <laughs> I've got it. It hasn't got me. It's fine. Many people have tried to shut me up. It never works. Um, Deuteronomy. 11, and this is so important. You shall teach them diligently your ch on your, to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds, penetrating their hearts with his truth, speaking of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you rise up. And the next road is, is the road that you look at and think, oh, so nice on a picture. You know, it's the long and the winding road. And you think, when will this ever end? And some... Some of us have been on those roads. Who's been on a long and winding road? Yeah. But you know, look, and you don't know where it's going. It's a bend, it's a blind bend. It's like it's winding. What's around that corner? Well, if some of us knew what was around the corner, we wouldn't stay on the road. Can't you agree? You know, if I'd known what we were walking into in South Africa, I wouldn't have gone. So God doesn't show us because he knows us. He doesn't show us. But it's whatever we do, and our children and a generation, whether you're married or not, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Your children are watching, whether they're your natural children or whether they're just children in your community. People are watching us. And we need to show them that we're willing to have a go um, and that we are going to go on the journey. I'm sure you've had so many amazing conversations about this building. It's such a good opportunity to share, isn't it? And just say, have you seen? Come and have a look, because people love new things. And they're like, why did you build that? It's big. Yeah, we've got a big God. We've got a big God. But you know, when you started on the journey, you didn't know how much the, the battery tube was going to cost. You know, you didn't know. You've got an amazing kitchen. And I'm sure Steve knows the price of every cupboard. But you know, it's, you don't know those things un until you go around the corner, because you can have a vision, but when you put bones on that vision and then flesh on it. It's like, oh my word, this is costly. And for you here, you come on that journey, it's been costly, financially costly. But you know what? God is no man's debtor. And as you build the house, he'll build your house. And this is just such a testimony to the Christians. And I boast, I just want you to know, I boast about you all over Australia. I do. I've told everyone, I'm going to, I'm going to Cambridge, my friends, and we've done a journey. And, you know, they built this building in England, because everyone thinks there's nothing happening here. I'm like, you, you know, no, in England, they've bought a piece of land, they, they've knocked down a church, and they've built what they knocked down. Yeah, it's amazing. So I boast about you, Ever. You're very famous in my world. <laughs> yes, you are. People are in England, in Cambridge, seat of learning. Yes, because they just think it's all old. And so, not that you're old, but just Cambridge is old. And, you know, as we share 
on the road, when there's a blind bend, you, you know what you need? You need someone who won't let you give up. So who is that person in your world that won't let you give up on the road called change? Who is it? Because we need those people. You haven't got somebody. You won't always like them. You have to love them because you're a Christian. But you won't like them because they won't let you settle. But you need someone. We're not meant to do this journey alone. We need someone who will provoke us and say, really? Um, I've written a book, and I, it's just being reprinted in India. And um, my daughter and everybody kept saying, you've got to do an update chapter. I'm like, oh, no, I haven't got time. And then I felt God say, really? You're not going to do it? I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I did the, like 5,000 words. That's a lot of words. And I sent it to my da our daughter to proofread it. And she went, is this it? I'm like, what do you mean, is this it? Heart and soul in there. She went, really? All right, send it back, I'll do some more. So she sent it back, I did another. I went up to about 7,000 words. And so I sent it to her again. And she went, would you want Brian Houston to read this? I'm like, you're just not funny. <laughs> Send it back. Um, and then when I got to need 10,000, she said, that's more like it. But are you sure that? I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. But if she wasn't there, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. It's not just a word. Who in your world will help you grow in your change? Who will keep going for you? You know, she was, I mean, I wasn't impressed at the time, I have to say. So I'm like, I'm on holiday. She said, where does it say in the Bible you have a holiday? Okay, funny, you know, but it, it, may, it brought change. We need people who provoke us to keep going. And you know, so often, a lot of my friends, they came yesterday um, and they've retired. Um, and in, in Australia, people kind of, they're like the gray wanderers. They actually retire and then they buy a caravan or campers and they go all over Australia. Um, and everyone's like, when are you gonna do? I'm like, I have not got time to do anything like that, I'm sorry. It's just not part of the journey. And they were shocked. They're like, are you still working full time? I'm like, yes, why wouldn't I? You know, what else would I do? There's too many, there's lost still to be found, people. The church still needs to be built and we need the, the wisdom of the generations together in our house. We really do. So now you're trying to work out how old I am. I'm 66 and Fred's 70 this year. And he's, he paints everything that doesn't move in Hillsong. So don't stand still long because you will be covered in, we have a Hillsong Blue and you will be covered in Hillsong Blue. But you know, that whole thing, we didn't know when we went to Australia. We went for one reason and God had a very different reason. And so the reason you came is, won't be the reason you stay. You'll stay because you feel loved. You'll stay because you feel purposeful. You stay because you feel planted. But planting is a choice on the road called change. So, you know, blind corners like, oh my word. How's that going to work? How am I going to do that? Who are the people who like to be in control? I don't anymore. I've given up. Um, but yeah, if you, if you want to be in control, you can't control what's around that corner. So it means either you stop or you let God go and take you where he wants you to take you. And you know, if you're in control, it, he's not. I've, I've tried to share control with him. He's like, we're not doing this, Margaret. It's my way. I'm like, really? Yes, this is the way walking it, not the way I decide. And so I've had to change. I've had to, you know, in Sydney, I'm a trainer at our Hillsong International Leadership College. We have 66 nations represented. Um, so students, you know, I used to like, Lord, take me to the world. And he's like, no, I'll bring the world to you, Margaret. Here you go. Um, and to 
imparting to a generation that are going to change nations. And I do want to encourage you, our European students have a passion for Europe that really we've only seen grow in the last three years, because they used to come to escape Europe, used to come to get away. You know, who wouldn't want to be in Sydney? It's like, yeah, I'll go there and I'll pretend I'm studying. Um, and now they're like, now we have connect groups for every nation in, in Europe. And I've been to some of the connects and they are on fire. They pray for the UK like never before. And they are passionate to build their leadership to come back and build the church. Because local church is the hope of the world, people. It's not a slogan. If the world could be governed by people who don't know Christ and it worked, we would have arrived before now. Because we've had some good leaders. But you know what? We, the church is, is the answer to the world and the hope of humanity. And so we need to remember that, that you just think, well, I just go to church. No, we are the church and we are the change agents. We're the change agents for this nation. And we need to see ourselves like that. You know, you have to hold yourself differently when you're a Christian. We, when new students come and I pray for them, they bow their heads. I'm like, no, he's the lifter of your head. I never pray for anybody whose head is bowed. He lifts our head because he loves our face. And on the road called change, some of us have to change how we see ourselves. Because if, how you see yourself is often a reflection on how you see Christ. He's not mean. He loves us with a passion. And he, will, he knows what's around that bend, even when you don't. So stay on the road called change. Because it's not easy, but it's worth it. Isaiah, if you were here over the weekend, you know, when I go to heaven, I will be having coffee with Isaiah. Um, I love him. Isaiah 57 and verse 10. You were wearied by the length of your road, yet you didn't say it's no use. You found renewed strength. Therefore, you didn't grow weary. To the leadership of this amazing church, that you could have grown weary. You had lots of opportunity to grow weary. You had lots of opportunity to go, uh, I'm done. This is my swan, swan song. I'm done. I I've, I've, can't do any more. But you didn't. You didn't grow weary. And God commends that. And he'll command a blessing on it because there's unity in this house. And he'll command a blessing on it. So heaven is applauding you. All weekend I keep saying to dad, don't you love him? Yeah, I do. So good. Heaven loves this. And if you're new, don't take it for granted. You're sitting on a chair that somebody invested in. You know, and you're walking into the foundation of a blessing that was birthed a long time ago. Never let it be taken for granted. I have pinched myself every time I walk in here. I'm like, Dad, look. And he's like, I know. No. You know, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of our Father and he's boasting about us today. He's like, look at him, Dad. Yes, son. It makes a difference what we do on earth. It really does. And we have to keep our eye on what's happening in heaven so we can bring it to earth. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And we need that. And I love that we can do that together. So, you know, who's weary? Don't put your hand up. But you, you, know, you can be doing a journey and you can get weary. I totally get that. I've been weary. But you know what? It says, let the weak sound strong. So if you're weary on the, on the road, can we have the next slide? On the, you know, you can get weary even if it's like amazing. Look, it looks lovely, but look, it goes on forever. How many of you feel like that? Like, this goes on forever and ever. Are we ever going to arrive? Uh, yes, but not for a while. Because there's a few more bends 
and a few more twists. And it's a long road, the road called change. You can't say, oh, I've arrived. Here we are. But it's worth doing. Don't get weary. If you get weary, go, don't. Who you talk to when you're weary makes a real difference to how you respond to weary. You know, if you talk to someone who goes, you know, our flesh loves stroking. Oh, you don't go to someone who did, oh, you're weary. Oh, shame. Oh, have a week or two off church. Just relax. You're doing too much. Just on a conference. Oh, stay home. Rubbish. Go to someone who say, good job at the weekend, but there's more next week. And we need people like that because our flesh likes it. Like, because we can justify it. I've done enough. Uh, not until we get to heaven, people, have we done enough. We're still on the journey. So on that road, just make sure that who you travel with makes a difference to how you get to your destination. And, you know, we had a prophetic word once. We said, you know, build with like-minded people. Doesn't that sound lovely? But they're so hard to find. Like-minded. Uh, I looked and looked and looked. It's like no one else is like-minded. People get satisfied. Don't get satisfied. I'm never satisfied. There's always more. Always. There better be. If this is it, I'm going to heaven. Like, what in the world? This can't be it, Jesus. No. We, we often resist change. So why? Because maybe you've done change before and it didn't work for you. So even when it's a positive change, you know, from knocking down the building to, to this, it's a positive change. But how many of you struggled with it? It's a good change, but it's still a struggle. It's like, where will I sit? Aren't we funny? Like, where, does God really care where you sit? Close to the front, the better. Only if you're going to smile. Okay. Tell your face you're saved. You can smile. It's okay. But, you know, those things are like, how will I fit in this new setting? Where will I fit? You know how to fit? Put your hand up for whatever's needed. And there's always need in the house. Just put your hand up. Say, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm willing to try. Who will be found willing in the day of my power, the word says. And are you willing, even in the midst of change, to change yourself? You know, I, if somebody had said to me, I'd go to Hillsong, Sydney, and become a trainer, I'd be like, no, thank you. It sounds lovely for someone else. It's not my calling. And they laugh at me at college when I say, I, say, I don't want to do this. But God put me here because he knows better than me. And I get to affect a generation. I'm like, well, I've always said that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't want it like that. Aren't we funny? Because like, you've always wanted to affect a generation. Yeah, but not like this. Not structured. Because <laughs> it is very structured, my day. Um, and not where I have to stretch. And not where I have to reinvent myself. You know, I was a pastor. And I liked it. It's like, there's more in you. It's a bit like Jane. I was like, no, I'm quite happy like this. He's like, no, Margaret, there's more in you. Now, learn how to do this well. I'm like, and they gave me crazy subjects like theology. Why would they give that to me? Evangelism, personal leadership, yes. If theology, a very long and winding road for me this has been, I promise you. Um, I had to read the lecture like five times, and I'm like, still not sure where we're going here, but let's um, help me Jesus moments. You know, and, and so, but I did it because you have to do what God puts in your hand to do. And if God puts it in your hand, you better do it well, because I had to give an account for it. So I understand this road called change. I'm the oldest woman on staff, 
Hillsong is generally quite young. Um, and I'm like, Lord. And he's like, yeah, that's why I put you there. Because generations need to see generations working. They need to see it happening. Um, and, you know, that's what we're there for. So I'm, I'm not, I never preach what, and, and this word is, uh, is for you. I went to heaven. I'm like, Lord, what do you want to say in Cambridge? He's like, encourage them on the road called change. Because it's going to keep changing people. There's a new service time. Make sure you back it. Don't think, oh, I've, I, I've done enough. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You come and you fill seats till they, till they ask you to leave because we need it for more people. That's how you build church. You say there's standing room only so you can just come to the next service. That's when you feel like. The other thing about changes is the timing right. And you'll have lots of people deciding whether the timing's right. That's when you trust your leaders that the timing is right. Because when... If you're single, when's the right time to start dating? Once you're dating, when's the right time to get engaged? When you're getting engaged, when's the right time to get married? Um, when's the right time to have children? No one's ever ready. Were you ready to get married? No. And will you be ready to be a parent? No. You can read all the books. Children have never read the books, so it doesn't help you. You know? It's like, we're never ready. You can read books on church growth, but until you've got to grow, it's all very nice. Until you've got to do it. And so, I want to encourage you that as we move forward, God is going to do in you what will surprise you, if you let him. But it might mean that you do something different. No, this is what I've always done. You know, I was part of the UK, and when I went to Sydney, I saw what we were doing at Hillsong was empowering a generation. And we talked about it, and we prayed about it in the UK, but we never did it. We talked about this baton being passed on. But the grip was so tight, you would never have got it out of anybody's hand. Most of them are being buried with it still in their hand. It doesn't help anybody. We have to be a door and not a wall. And we need to be a door to the next generation. We need to be a door to leaders. We need to be a door. There are many doors on the road called change. And one door will lead to a corridor for someone and they'll find more opportunities. And so let's be that. Let's be a door, not a wall. Because we can so easily be a wall. There's no, I'm, this is my job. I mean, you can have mine whenever you want it, I promise. But God is not letting me off the hook. And the thing is, change is not wrong, it's just different. And when things are different, we can feel like they're wrong. It's just different. It's just different. And learn to embrace that difference. It's a challenge. It's like, but it's different. Yeah, it is. And it's going to keep being different in Jesus' name. There's always going to be a service to add. There's always going to be growth to, to expand upon. There's always, and you know, it's not the building that's just grown. If you look at the leadership team here, they've all had to grow. Because you can't do this without growth. And they've had to change. They've had to change the way they think. And so do we as the people of God. So don't box yourself. Stay on the road because God wants us there. And he loves us. In Psalm 18 and verse 30. What a God. His road stretches straight and smooth. Um, but before that, let's look at roads that... Can we have the next slide, guys? There's roads that you'll have roads of opportunity. You know, this is my world. I've done this journey. Like, a road where, Jesus, are you thinking? 
where are you thinking? And you're like, there's too much here. But the thing is, on these roads, if you don't follow it, you get lost. And I want to say to you, some of you on this road, stay on the road. Just stay on it. Don't try and do a U-turn. Stay on it. And make good choices. I love Deuteronomy. It says, see, I set before you a choice. We'll always have choices. I love that we have a God who doesn't, we're not robots. He gives us choice. And people say, why is there evil in the world? Because God gives us choice, good or evil. Choice is yours. But, you know, we have to choose right when we're in this road. When we're here, it's like, where, where next? But you know what? God leads us. He directs us. But we have to press very close to him. You know, you have to stay on that road, even when you're not sure where it's going. And, you know, there's divorce roads. There's separation roads. There's children leaving home roads. There's new babies roads. They're all part of that. All of that you change. You know, when you're young and married first, and just the two of you to think of, you walk out the door with a handbag. When you've got children, you walk out with a buggy and bags, and oh, and the baby, we nearly forgot, you know? <laughs> and it's another road to be on. And, but they all interchange, all these roads interchange each other if you stay on them. But you can get confused, and confusion is not from God. Just wanna remind you, when you're confused, it's not from God. Stay the path, people. Stay the path. Even when there's lots of opportunities. You know, opportunities may not be God-given. We have lots of opportunities at Hillsong. But we're not open to opportunities. We're open to the God whisper. So check it out with God. Don't just look for an opportunity. I've had lots of opportunities. They haven't all been God. And opportunities can be a diversion. You know, if these roads close, and you, have you ever been on a diversion off the motorway? You're like, I haven't got a clue where I'm going. I haven't got a clue. And here, at least you have signs. Australia is not great for signage. They'll just say diversion, and you'll see maybe one sign. We drove through a bushfire. Not through it, literally, but we were driving towards a bushfire, and there was obviously a diversion. Um, and there was two signs. We didn't clue where to go. It was like, diversion. That was it done. But you know what? God's sometimes like that. It's just follow me. Because faith is for things not yet seen. And you know, faith is part of the journey of change. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know, Steve and Angie and the team here had faith that God was going to do this. Didn't always know how, how he was going to do it. Who would have thought Steve would do bike rides? Like what in the world? And I thought, this is so lovely. So I was glad it was him. Um, but I just thought, I love this creativity. That, you know what? God will use whatever's in our hands and whatever we're willing to give him. And, you know, he knows, give me a bike and I, it wouldn't go far. But give it Steve. And he did Paris. Hello. What in the world? I was, I was watching from afar. I'm very blessed. But, you know, imagine being on a bike on that. You know? But on that journey, Steve obviously had to change. And on that bike ride, his speed, his distance, grew in stature and strength as he practiced. You know, being a Christian, we have to keep practicing to be more like Jesus. One prayer doesn't make you like Jesus. It makes you in relationship with him, journeying with him on the journey, being obedient, choosing life, 
makes you more and more like him on a daily basis. It'd be great if we prayed a prayer and that was it, wouldn't it? Bus outside, you're off to heaven. He doesn't do that. He's like, no, let's do some work down here, but better to do it here than when you arrive in heaven, yes? So much better. So what are you willing to change? Because this is not just a nice thought. What is the Spirit of God just kind of going, let's change that. What are you resisting? I resist change often. He won't go away. He just keeps knocking. It's like, oh, I thought you'd forgotten. God doesn't forget us. He wants us to keep growing in change. He wants us to keep growing so that we understand. Because look at this last road. I love this road. In Psalm 18 and verse 30. Look at that. This is so God's road. What a God. His road stretches straight and smooth. Every God direction is, a road test, is road tested. Everyone who runs towards him makes it. Don't you love that? If you run towards him, you're going to make it. Don't run away from him. Many people try to run. You can run, but you can't hide. But, you know, everyone who runs toward God, make it. Let's make sure that we're... You, this is a road tested. There's people who've gone before you. And now you're making, you're pioneering this nation. And heaven is cheering. You know, there's something about pioneering that keeps us alive. It's one of the things I love about Australia, is there is a pioneer spirit. There's a have a go, good on you. You know, they just have a go, good on you. And I'm like, oh, this is so healthy. But that's what this building represents. It re represents a pioneer spirit. It's like, no. And people are, like, I, the, the driver, the taxi driver lives two doors away. And he's like, I remember the old church. I'm like, do you? He's like, I couldn't believe you could build so, something so big on, on what was there. I'm like, isn't that amazing? But the world is watching us, saying that, oh, it's bigger than I thought. Jesus is much bigger than we all think. So much bigger. And on the road called change, let's be a big thinkers. Don't box yourself into attending church. We are the church. Who are you going to bring to Easter? Who are you going to bring? You might think, oh, I've asked people before. Well, ask them again. Because this could be the time they say yes. Uh, Easter is a time when people will come. It's like Christmas. But you know what's great about Easter? It's not as, as busy as Christmas. Because at Christmas, people get very busy. Easter just comes and all you have to buy is eggs. It's not a big deal. So people are not wrapping and shopping and doing. Eggs come in boxes, I love it. It's like you just give them, it's done. So don't miss out on those people who've said, I can't come. This is a time, there's a harvest out there on the road called change that we need to be on. And we need to invite them and we need to gather them and we need to be so full of life that we excite and provoke them. And that don't let there be an empty chair in this place at Easter. And some people are fascinated by water baptism. I love you're doing it. And so just say, you know, we fully immerse people in baptism. Do you? Yeah, come and have a look. People watch rubbish on television. Seriously, how much more would they want to watch a life changed in baptism? What are they going to do? There's nothing to do here. Come watch someone get baptized. It's how you share it. You know, if you're not excited about the road that you're on, who else is going to be excited? This, don't take this for granted, people. This is a miracle of God's provision. Don't take it for granted. Stay on this road. Stay focused. 
stay secure and make sure people come and see and taste that the Lord is good because he's been so good to us here. He really has. He's been so good. He loves this nation and he wants to make it happen for you. He really does. Safe journey. Love you. Love her. So what a God. Let's never take that for granted. What a God. It's not someone who's far away. What a God. His road stretches straight and smooth. Every God direction is road tested. You know, God's gone before us. He knew this was going to happen. He just wasn't sure if the people here were going to be willing to do it. But he's like, I found people who are willing to build with me. Let's keep building. Let's keep inviting. Let's keep stretching. Let's keep asking. Let's keep provoking this community. You know, tell them, Easter's not about eggs. You know? And then, really? Really? Oh, not cross hot cross buns either? No, it's a little bit more. Come and have a look. And don't overfeed them. Don't overfeed them. People should be curious. Just tell them, come and see. Feed curiosity in people. So I, I know that for many of you, God is going to call you on a road called Change at Work for this week. And I want to pray for you. I want to believe with you that God is going to bless you. He's going to promote you. He's going to encourage you because he's a good God. He's a good God. You know, and I wouldn't have chosen where I am, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. And he's bigger than I am, I'm glad to say. He makes much better direction calls than I do because I wouldn't do it. But he, he knows, Margaret, you're just lazy. I'm like, yeah, I am. He calls it what it is, hey? Can't hide. And he wants to encourage us. So I'm going to read from Psalm in closing. Psalm 90, 119, 25 to 32. I'm feeling terrible. I couldn't feel any worse. Get me on my feet again. You promised, remember? When I told my story, you responded. Train me well in your deep wisdom. Help me understand these things inside and out so I can ponder your miracle wonders. My sad life, dilapidated, is falling it's a falling down barn, but build me up again by your word. Barricade the road that goes nowhere. Do you know some of us need that road barricaded? Barricade the road that goes nowhere. Grace me with your clear revelation. I choose the true road to somewhere. I post your road signs at every curve and corner. I grasp and cling to whatever you tell me. God, don't let me down. I'll run the course you lay out for me. If only you'll just show me how. God loves us when we call on him like that. Barricade those roads. This week, Lord, I pray that any road that is not leading directly to you will be barricaded by your spirit. Amen, people, that will go from strength to strength, from glory to glory, and we'll give him all the glory. Are you up for that? Good. I just want to take a moment, so with every eye closed, if you're visiting, this is not a weird moment. It's, we're not asking you to close your eyes so we can dip in your handbag um, or your pockets if you're a guy. We just want to give you privacy because it's really important to us. This is a God moment. It's why we do church. So if you're here today and you say, I... I really don't know Jesus. I, I know about him. You know, my mum knew all about the Queen. She knew the Queen's birthday. She knew her children's birthdays. She knew her wedding anniversaries. But she had never met the Queen. And you can know all about something and never have, all about Jesus, but never have met him. 
Well, today he's here with a personal invitation, just with your name on it, saying, I want to know you, and I want you to know me. I know you, I formed you, but I want us to move into a relationship together. And he is a simple but profound prayer away. And I want, I'd love to pray that prayer with you. We'll pray it as a whole church. Nobody's going to embarrass you. But I would like to know if there's anybody here who knows about Jesus but has never met him as a personal saviour and friend. And if you're here today and that's you, I want you to just raise your hand while every eye is closed and say, Margaret, yeah, I know about him, but I've never committed to him. If that's you, just raise your hand with me right now, right across the building. Just raise it and we're going to pray together. Okay. So let's all stand to our feet. And we're going to pray this together. And maybe you didn't raise your hand, but... You know, maybe you've been known Christ and you've walked away and you're saying, today I'm coming back to him. There's a lot of prodigals in this nation. We need to call them home. And if you're that prodigal right now and you say, Margaret, I did make a commitment, but I'm not walking with Jesus. I want you to raise your hand and we're going to pray with you. Anyone, just want to make sure that we're covering all bases. We're going to pray this anyway. And if you pray it because you didn't feel brave enough to raise your hand, come and talk to me afterwards because I'd love to pray with you. Are you ready, church, to pray? Thank you. Right, ready? Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you you died for me. Thank you you rose again. And today, I invite you. Be my Lord. Be my Saviour. Be my very best friend. I want to be a Christian. Help me to be a good one. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Welcome home. Welcome home. Why we do church. Welcome home. God is good. Can I just pray for the church? Father, I love this church. I love that you're here. I love that you're center of it all. And Lord, I pray for every home and every family represented here today that they would know your peace, your power, your love, your provision, your mercy and grace flooding, flooding through their lives, that they would walk in the fullness of your love and your mercy and grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, church. Go strong.